Rice clean me up. Rice clean me up. I ain't got a stain and I'm feeling brand new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. clean me up. Rice clean me up. I ain't got a stain and I'm feeling brand new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Listen. Yeah. I ain't got a stain on me. Cause it's all by his grace, homie Gave his righteousness, now I'm spotless Didn't earn it, but I still got it, yeah Not by my works Now I'm in his church Ain't nothing I could earn Did it by his own, yeah, you know I didn't deserve I'm singing out Christ clean me up Christ clean me up I ain't got a stain and I'm feeling brand new, yeah, 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 Christ clean me up, Christ clean me up, I ain't got a stain and I'm feeling brand new, yeah, 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 Christ clean me up, I was headed to I was a mess, my goodness is unworthiness But now I'm feeling brand new I ain't worried about a thing He's worried, now I sing, yeah Got a new mind, got a new heart Glory to God, who art Worthy of all praises By tongue, tribes, and nations He dressed us in this white robe His righteousness we now clothe Glory to God and Christ alone Glory to God and Christ alone, yeah The Confusing Christology of David Lynn, but let's talk about it here on All Things Theology. Yo, grace and peace, and welcome back to an episode of All Things Theology, where this is your host, K-Dub, and today we're going to be talking about the Christology of David Lynn. Yes, if you guys remember, I did a video a couple weeks ago responding to David Lynn and Marcus Rogers collabing on what at first seemed like a very confusing collaboration, right? Uh, from my understanding, it was that David Lynn taught a historic uh, trinity that uh, all persons of the Godhead are God, right? And equal in essence, not a lower being or anything like that, right? And I thought it was confusing how David Lynn, who, you know, has professed to subscribe to the trinity, um, would collaborate with someone who denies the Trinity. Uh, Marcus Rogers is historically comes from a oneness Pentecostal uh, background and at times espouses that. At times contradicts that, but no less he has espoused that even as recently as a week or so ago. Um, so I thought it was very confusing. And I was started asking myself, what would cause someone to collaborate with Marcus Rogers, who has who is faulty in his understanding of, of God, uh, what would cause someone who believes in a triune God to lay those differences aside, essential differences aside, might I add, and to collaborate with a known false teacher such as Marcus Rogers? Well, I started to, uh, let, let me actually add a little context. Before then, I have never really watched uh, David Lynn. Knew who he was, did some street preaching videos, and I kind of just, I knew he was charismatic, and I just was like, hey, you know, 
he's preaching the gospel. I got no issue with him. Go do your thing, bro. You know, just never appealed to me. Right. So I didn't have any issue with him uh, per se. Well, until the Marcus Rogers thing came up when I started saying, OK, let me let me watch some of this guy's content. Uh, maybe uh, contrary to people's opinion, <laughs> before I do a video, I actually try my best to watch numerous videos um, or, you know, long segment videos. So I watched tons of uh, David Lynn content even since Marcus Rogers did his collab. If I, even now, it's almost been a month since that uh, video dropped. I didn't try to come out here and make a salacious video the next day, even though I had content about David Lynn. I waited. I tried to do my due diligence. Well, started watching content and I started coming across certain things. And I'm going to place, we're going to play, I got, let's see, uh, nine clips or so I have here in my disposal, maybe uh, 10. Uh, and we're going to play these clips and give a response. This video was interesting because I agree totally with David Lynn on this point, but let's check it out. Describe it. I've heard people say that God is like ice, water, and air. You ever heard that before? Yep. <laughs> the problem with this, I, you know, I've used that in, in, in the past, but I don't really use that much anymore because when we say that God is like ice, water, and air, we're looking at God in three different states, but he can only occupy one state at a time. That's right. And this is where we get into uh, a heresy called modalism. Now, everything David Lynn said there was correct. Um, that is a modalistic analogy. Well, the problem is Marcus Rogers has espoused now analogy similar to that, right? Everybody knows the analogy he's used with. I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I'm a son, right? I'm a, you know, he's used these three states, but it's the same analogy as the ice water analogy, right? And David Lynn rightly calls it heresy there. And I agree with him. The problem is, and, and, and matter of fact, this is what shows you, uh, this video was in the same time frame of the Marcus Rogers. It was either like a week prior or a week after uh, the Marcus Rogers event. I think it was actually a week prior where I saw this upload. And if what he said is true, that modalism is heresy, then all by accounts, you can't partner and lay all these differences aside and affirm Marcus Rogers as your brother. So that was confusing there. But then I started watching some open air content, uh, mainly with uh, his uh, uh, evangelism to Muslims. And, and let me just say this off the offset. I don't have, I don't, I mean, he does decent work with the, the Muslim community, but we're going to get to uh, some problematic issues as we go along this video, but let's start here. So, so this is exactly what we've been saying. We, of course, that's what we're saying. You worship Jesus himself. Now, this gentleman here, I, the, the, the gentleman that uh, David Lynn is uh, going against and critiquing actually did a fair job of uh, representing Christianity. One of the things that is coming up is, does David Lynn worship Jesus? Now, let me ask you guys in the chat. You're watching this video, whether it's live or a replay. I, I want you to answer that question. Do you worship Jesus? Because no. And by by worship, no qualification like, hey, right. Since we believe Jesus is God, we would have no issue worshiping him. Right. We see Revelation chapter five. Uh, Jesus is worshiped by all creation along with the father uh, throughout the ministry of Jesus. He's worshiped. Um, so. My my answer to that is an unequivocal yes. I don't need to uh, avoid the question. I can just simply answer. But but watch this exchange here. Saying you worship, you don't say, 
I worship God through Jesus who revealed the message. You're saying, Christians say, I worship Jesus. No, I've said over and over, we worship God through the image. Just like I said, you would never know if you, if you were on another side of the planet. I'm going to go back to this analogy in a second, but notice his answer. And that's, and that's where the young man is actually critiquing David Lynn. Cause he's like, wait, 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 I know Christians worship Jesus, but David Lynn is saying, no, I don't worship Jesus. He says he worships God through Jesus, which I'm not even sure what that even means. Um, but it seems that the object of worship for David Lynn and trying to be all fair and charitable is not Jesus. It's God, the father. And the means of how you do that is Jesus. But but Jesus in that, in this uh, in this analogy he's going to give and then that statement he just gave, Jesus is not the direct object to whom uh, David Lynn gives worship to, even though we see that in the Bible. Uh, again, Revelation chapter five, all creation is there worshiping uh, all glory to the lamb. Right. Uh, along with the father as well. But um, let's 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 watch this analogy here through the image. Just like I said, you would never know if you if you were on another side of the planet, just like we are with God. God's on a totally different planet. He's on he's in the uncreated realm and he took a picture of his virtues, his characteristics. The only one we would know if God exists is through these through the picture. You agree. So the picture of God, the picture of his attributes, his authority, his mercy, his salvation is found in his anointed Messiah named Jesus. So David Lynn likes to give this analogy of the cell phone, right? The snapshot of a picture, right? So if God is the phone, if we can use that language in this analogy, God takes a picture and that picture displayed is a picture of himself, which is displayed in Jesus. There's numerous problems with that analogy. One, the picture was not eternal. So there goes the eternality of Christ. Uh, two, the picture is moveless. It doesn't move. It doesn't communicate. Really, it's uh, passive. So there's a lot of again, there's a lot of problems with that analogy, even if you want to use that analogy. It's uh, it falls miserably and woefully short. Um, but and then also it actually communicates the idea that the father, that Jesus is not God in and of himself, but rather he only has the attributes of God because they are transferred or displayed into Jesus. He doesn't actually possess them. Right. A picture doesn't actually possess you. I mean, right. It's only a display, a momentary graphic. Again, this is why I'm not a big fan of analogies because they all fall short. But he used this analogy a lot, and, and uh, later he's going to uh, flesh some of these things out. But let's go to our next clip here. I took 100 Christians right now, and I told them, do you, do you worship Jesus? Now, kudos to this gentleman here. He's a Muslim, and he's very confused because he's like, I know Christians believe they worship Jesus. So he's kind of challenging David's lens, really unorthodox view on worship of Jesus. But, but let's hear him respond. I doubt every single one would say, no, I worship God through Jesus. That's correct. That is, that is, maybe you don't worship Jesus. Maybe you worship God, God, which we believe in. And, and you know, he's going to get called out multiple times for this. And he never, he, he never said, no, I worship Jesus. He's going to let it stand. Matter of fact, at times he's actually going to avoid the questions and void questions of the deity of Christ. Again, there's going to be very problematic stuff that I've found through here, but let's, let's keep going. But if I took all the Christians now here and I asked them, do you worship Jesus? A lot of them would say yes. You know yeah. why? Why is that? Because just like this picture and that lady's confused. Again, a more analogies. 
when you see a picture of me, you're seeing a picture of me, yet it's not me. And that, and that's this this picture. When you see a, yeah, that is me. But it's not, but it's not me, right? So, so do, okay. So, sir, 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 sir. Maybe, maybe what I'm okay. What maybe what I'm saying is too complex. I'm going to break it down in an Islamic way. I'm going to say this. Look. How about we break it down in a biblical way? That's that's one of the problems is appealing to this. We're going to see this later, appealing to this Islamic view, uh, appealing to the Muslim understanding rather than biblical revelation. But we'll get there. Just hold on tight. I don't need anybody. I says no, no. Okay, sir, 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 sir. Since 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 I didn't, since I don't, you don't worship God through anybody. That means we don't need anybody except God. We don't need prophets. We don't need angels. Okay, so 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 this is my point. If I wanted to become a Muslim, and I said I just believe in God, and I don't believe in Muhammad, is that acceptable? Uh, completely not. Com Why? Why do I need Muhammad? Forget about Muhammad. I, I have God. I don't need anybody else. I just go straight to God. One God. That's all I believe in. I don't need anybody else. You know why? Because Muhammad brings the Sunnah and the proper way to worship. If I didn't have the Sunnah, if I didn't have Muhammad attached, I wouldn't be a true Muslim. This is actually a confusion of categories, right? Because he's, he, it's, I, it sounds like what he was arguing as well. We also worship the Father through the prophets. And I, and I would categorically reject that. We worship God through the revelation he gave to the prophets, but we're not worshiping through the prophets. They're not the means of which we go to the Father uh, you know, it's the revelation that God gave. So again, even that's very confusing on this intermixing of worship with God, the prophets. And again, but let, let's keep going here with uh, other other things that I found interesting as well. The argument is, is that the glory of God, the in uncorruptible, invisible, sinless God, that glory was wielded or someone was anointed to show that glory. Because somebody's going to come back to bring judgment. Somebody's going to sit on that throne representing God, the leader of humanity. And that leader is Jesus under the authority of God. He's the one wielding the authority of God. So I would actually want to ask the question, because when he uses the term wielded, again, I have more questions. Does he possess it in and of himself? Those are some questions I would want to know, but, but watch this. When you stand before God, you're never going to see God because that would mean he's creation. But what you're going to see is the revelation, the image, the picture of God's attributes. and the. So when we stand before God, we're not going to see God because uh, one, of, one of the philosophical understandings that David Lynn uh, has is that if you were to see God, then that would mean he was created. So and, and if this is going to come out later. He, he does hold to the view that God himself cannot enter into his creation, but rather he sends someone with the authority of him that is not apparently not, not God, not not in the full sense as God. So if we're not going to see God, then that presupposes that Jesus is not God since we are going to see him. Correct. Again, there's a lot of philosophical misunderstandings with this, but let's keep going. The only one that fit the picture was Jesus. That's what we're saying. So when you look at Jesus, you're looking at God's revealed qualities so that we can know who God is. And when you stand before God, you're going to be standing before his anointed Messiah, which is Jesus. Again, which again, he, he just said prior to that, 
we're not going to see God, but we are going to see Jesus. Logically, that would that would mean Jesus is not God. But that's going to come out very clear a little bit later. But let's go to our next clip because he's still going to get pressed on this issue of worshiping God. Just curious, you know, just one. That's no, OK. So you don't worship Jesus. Worship God. Worship God. You don't worship Jesus. You worship Jesus. I don't worship anybody but God. And that was it. They kind of move on. But if someone asks you, do you worship Jesus? Would you say, well, I just worship God. You know, he's, he's trying to get to the point of what you believe about Jesus. But again, avoiding the question. But he's like, I don't worship anybody but God. OK, do you? Obviously, the young man is trying to get to the issue of the nature of Jesus. But again, that's avoiding the question. If someone asks me, do I worship Jesus? Unequivocally. Yes, I do. I worship Jesus who is God in the flesh. He is God and Savior. Again, no under, no issue with that if we understand the triune nature of God. But watch this issue, because I, I touched on it earlier, but we're going to get into a little more here. Let's check this out. All right. So all I'm saying is the greatest provider, the greatest Savior, the greatest healer that ever lived was Jesus. So there's one God, and there's one person that revealed the highest qualities of God. And there's one person who's God. No, no, notice what was said there. Let's, let's go back. God, and there's one person that revealed the highest qualities of healer that ever lived was Jesus. So there's one God, and there's one person that revealed the highest qualities of God. And, it was and so, so, the, so the, sorry, he didn't say one person who's God. He said there's one God, and then there's one person who reveals the highest uh, attributes, uh, something to that effect, of God. So Jesus is just revealing uh, the highest attributes of God the Father. Again, it seems to indicate he does not believe Jesus is God that shares the same essence as the Father, that they are equal in their essence or nature. Again, the whole cell phone analogy rips that to shred because you don't share the same nature as a cell phone picture. If you do, there's, a, there's some problems there, right? Jesus. That's why we come through Jesus, because if we want to know if, if there's any picture of God's attributes, it looked like Jesus. If God were to ever enter into creation, ever, if he could, but since he can't, let's just say he can't, but if he could, if you looked at all the prophets, all the messengers, what, why, can't, why, can't, why can't he? So, uh, uh, and that's a question I would want to know, too. Why can't? But notice what he said. God cannot enter into his own creation which categorically denies that Jesus is God. Since he entered into creation, that would presuppose whatever Jesus is, he is not God. That is the, and you know what? This is a actually a very Islamic type of argument or assumption, a presupposition that they hold to. They hold to a high view of transcendence, that God is so transcendent that he cannot actually uh, communicate, uh, get involved, enter into his creation. Now, I hold to the transcendence of God as well, but not to that extent. I hold to the transcendence and the, the, the God's intimate nature as well as with creation, because if God cannot enter into his creation, then that that actually denies revelation, because in order to reveal himself, he has to communicate in such a way that man can understand. I mean, and, and throughout the Old Testament, there's numerous examples of this. I mean, one huge I mean. One huge example is literally in creation. Adam and Eve, he's literally walking with them. Um, another 
right? The, the burning bush. Yahweh is communicating the great I am through the burning bush, the self, self-sufficient one, right? And so, I mean, there's numerous examples we can point to that actually categorically denies what David Lynn just said there. I mean, I don't know how he takes that presupposition. I have a theory. We will get to that later, but let's play the end of this video here. He's not creation. Like, I, I mean, what if he was creation? That would make him less godly. Absolutely. If he was created, he wouldn't be the creator. Right. So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying. Jesus was a prophet who had the perfect message. Revealed what, I'm say, what I'm saying is, is that somebody somehow had to reveal God, the uncreated, the unseen. Something has to. And anything in creation is created. So any revelation. So anything in creation is created. Generally, that's true. But Jesus is the exception, right? Because he existed prior to creation. He is the uncreated one who, uh, uh, you know, became, uh, right? Who, 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 yeah, who, who revealed in the flesh, who, right? Who, who, yeah, I mean, the incarnation is God, right? The transcendent one becoming a part of creation. And so, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of things that are, again, I would, want to ask more questions because right now this sounds almost as a, a unitarian form of jesus that or at least a henotheistic version of jesus where yeah you have a you know the great god and then you have kind of this uh lower god yeah he's kind of god-esque he's god-like but not equal with the father which i do not hold to that view uh john five eighteen, he i mean made himself equal with god etc cetera, etc cetera. has a source right right but that thing, like that picture, this picture is not me, but yet it's me. I worship God, the one true living God through Jesus. No, I'm not Muslim because Christianity came before Islam. So, uh, so again, another, hey, I worship, no, I don't worship Jesus. I worship God through Jesus. And the young man's like, you're a Muslim. On that point, there, there really isn't much of a difference between Islam and uh, Christianity in, in David's Lynn form of Christianity, because they both are not worshiping Jesus directly. I think a Muslim could agree with some version of, yeah, we worship through him in some sense. Uh, but this exchange I found interesting because this was with a Muslim woman. Now, maybe she's westernized because generally Muslim women don't talk to men. That's kind of very shameful in an Islamic culture. But nevertheless, we're not here to critique this woman per se. But I found this exchange interesting. Let's check it out. You believe in God and you believe that God had been killed by the people. Oh, I don't believe God has been killed. Oh, well, the woman's actually uh, next. Uh, but it starts off with this gentleman. Let's, let's start that back over. Uh, we'll talk about it. In God and you believe that God had been killed by the people. Oh, I don't believe God has been killed by people. Do you? God hasn't God been killed. What happened to Jesus? He, he was killed. He was a man. Yeah, was. You believe in him? I, of course I believe in that man named Jesus. He was killed, killed for what? So I answered your question. You said, did God die? And I said, no. The man Jesus Christ died. So, that's, this is problematic because he's like, you know, the question is, did God die on the cross? Um, and he's like, no, no, God didn't, God didn't die. He, he didn't die. Um, you know, uh, but then he was like, what do you believe about Jesus? He's like, yeah, the man, the man. He's all. Anytime you actually hear a lot, I don't say anytime. Uh, many times you hear David Lynn talking about um, Jesus. It's a very uh, human Jesus, um, and so that 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 begs questions of what does he believe about the deity of Christ and and, and the relation of you know him dying on the cross. Um, 
Jesus did die on the cross. He's the God man. Now, I, I reject many assumptions that death mean a, a, a cease of existence and things like that. Uh, they did not eliminate him. Right. He did not cease in his existence or anything like that. Um, yeah, there's numerous texts that speak of this nature. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of one or find one. Uh, I believe it's in Acts. Yeah, it's in Acts 20, 28. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit had made you overseers to care for the church of God. Right. Which he that is God obtained with his own blood. You know, the KJV actually is a. Uh, I guess it brings more clarity on this on this on this text here because it states it more explicitly. But that that is very clear. You know, God obtained the church with his own blood. Um, yeah, I mean, the ESV gets it right there. It's actually the same. All right. To feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. I mean, the Bible states that God did die on the cross. Um, that is the God man. I mean, how he became man so that he could die on the cross. But again, again, what we're going to see now is uh, more uh, confusion. But this is where the woman comes in. Let's check it out here. The first commandment is that you should not worship no other gods, but he, he who's, who's that? Is that? So in Islam, they consider it shirk, uh, you know, blasphemy to associate partners with Allah, uh, the father. You may use our language. And so by virtue, because they only see uh, a unit, they only have a Unitarian God. They see it as blasphemy. That is shirk to uh, worship Jesus, to associate another person with uh the one person of God. And so that's what she that's the presupposition of her question right here. But I'll play it back and we can talk about it. Commandment is that you should not worship no other gods, but he he who is who's that? Is that he, Jesus or is that the, is that God? It's God. It's God. So you broke the first commandment. You associated God with a man, a man that he sent for you to follow. And Jesus is coming soon and he will tell you, do not follow me. Follow God. Just, just I, I, I get you. I'm listening to you. And he never he never corrects her. You know, he's like, I worship God. You know, she's like God or Jesus. Well, this is where, you know, a student in the Bible will be like, well, ma'am, I, I serve a triune God. No, the father's God. The son is God and uh, the spirit is God. And this is how they are one because they share in the same essence, though they are distinct persons. You know, you could that could have been explained, but he was just. He didn't really he didn't he didn't answer. It. He avoided the question again. Uh, Jesus is God, man, with all due respect. You know, you, you could have took it through. the. I mean, there were so many things he could have done, but he, he doesn't want to answer this. He believes this is actually a stumbling block to Muslims. and He doesn't want to get into the the deity of Christ uh, stuff, which we'll, we'll we'll tackle what he believes about that in a second. But here's one more interaction with this uh, uh, Muslim female. The first what's the first commandment? We just passed that. You should have no other gods but, but God. You should have no other gods but God. That means no man that God sent. That means you should not worship Jesus. Jesus is coming. H how many gods do you have? How many gods do you have? Just just one. Just one. So no, you're right. We should only worship God. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's okay. That's not. I don't break that. We worship only God. Okay, then. And, you know, he's in agreement with the Muslim here because remember what he said. He don't... He doesn't worship Jesus. He worships God through Jesus. You know, so the object of his worship is not Jesus. So he's fundamentally in agreement with this Muslim woman right here. So who's Jesus? 
Jesus is the revelation of the invisible God. So is Jesus a man? Absolutely. So he's not God? He's the rev like I just said, he's the revelation or image of the invisible God. Now, one of the things she is going to try very hard to get him to answer, is Jesus God? She's, this is a very yes or no answer, uh, question. And he's not he's going to answer it in a way that actually doesn't bring clarity. You know, he's the revelation of God. Well, OK. OK, but is he God? But he's not God, correct? He's the one who revealed God to us. He's not God the Father. We don't believe that he's God the Father. We believe that he is a man. But she's asking you, do you believe he's God? You know, but notice he's, what he's kind of he appeals always to the manhood of Jesus. Well, yeah, we believe he's a man. OK, yeah, we know that. Right. Uh, you know. He's the God man. Watch this. Called the Messiah, called the Son of God, that reveals the invisible God. And because he perfectly reveals the invisible God, he is God with us. Is he God or is he not God? He now, she's still confused. She's like, okay, but is he God or not God? Because there, there, it's not really a direct answer to that question. It's the word of God who reveals God. So, you know, you know I'm, I'm going to ask you something. Can I, can I show you something? You I worship only God. Look, now I'm going to show you. Okay, he worships only God. Right. Can I, can I ask you something? And so the, so, so the, the Muslim lady, she leaves after that because he was like, she asked, do you worship God? He's like, I worship God alone. And she's satisfied with that because she leaves that conversation believing David Lynn does not believe Jesus is God as well as he doesn't worship uh, Jesus. Only he's a means of how to worship the father. And she's like, hey, I believe the same thing. And she walks off <laughs> really bad. But again, we're going to get back to this cell phone analogy. Uh, so this is another conversation he's having with a gentleman. And this gentleman is confused as well. Some context here. He's listening to David Lynn, some preaching. I don't know if it was at this night or some other video. And he comes to the understanding that David Lynn is preaching some kind of lesser God, some, some kind of Jehovah's witness version. And, and he's very, he's very kind. The, the guy who's uh, asking these questions and he's just having further questions to him. Like, man, I, explain your position. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Right. And I would be too listening to how David Lynn has described Jesus, but let's, uh, let's get into this video. But, but I think that was my main thing is that we know that, that Jesus is God. Right. And, and I think that, I guess that so was my what, main where thing. I was coming from yes. is this, is that, I'm coming from I'm coming from trying to explain something that I think is not really touched on in the Christian community, but is understood. And I would reject that. <laughs> uh, literally, centuries have been done to explain Christ, the relationship with the Father. So I don't think he's touching on anything new, though he may be saying new things. Stood from the Jewish and the Muslim community is and some theologians if you go deep into their thoughts is that god is transcendent beyond everything created no one has now I, I want you to hear what he said in the beginning he said this idea is understood in the muslim and jewish uh community but let, let's hear what and then he appeals to the transcendence of god but let's let's hear what he has to say seen he's invisible okay now if you follow that train of thought that means everything that we're in is created. Yeah. So that means that anything that God reveals about himself here is created. Yeah. It's creation. So what does that mean? It's, it's, it's like. So again, and he's about to give the cell phone analogy. I reject this 
uh, situation when it comes to Jesus. Jesus entered into creation, right? A physical body, yeah, which was created. Yeah, McKay, if you want to use that argument. But he himself was not created. And so it seems that what he's arguing is that if God wanted to reveal himself, God would have to use some kind of created being, person, whatever language he wants to use to uh, reveal himself. I, 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 I would argue, biblically, the incarnation isn't God using some created person or being, but rather God himself entering into creation. Right. The God who created the womb entered into it. Um, there's really, uh, again, the early church thought, talk, uh, talks extensively of, about this issue. Uh, you know, the Athanasius Creed is a very good, uh, helpful understanding uh, to that. But, but, but let's listen to this more cell phone analogy. It's like this. It's like, OK, this is this is how I explained it. And I gave this example. If I'm God, OK. I'm clearly not in the phone, in the but, phone. You're out, you're outside but if the I phone. take a picture of myself, I have no clue why I did that. Okay. That's still me too. I, no, I, I understand. I now, understand the, that's created. Right. Well, the flesh was created. The, the, this the is created. Of, yes. The flesh of Jesus Christ. But this is not created at the same time. You know why it's not created? Because that's me. I understand when I was watching that video, came forth from me mm -hmm. that is me but that's in this realm again that analogy actually is a more Jehovah's Witness view because if you want to again I would even argue the the picture of the cell phone is not categorically you right as if I saw a picture of you and you and I'd be like dude there's two of you no, that would be absurd. It is a caption. It is a still shot, a reflection of you, but not. it is not uh, categorically you. It is, it is not you in your essence. But again, even in him, he says this, the picture is brought forth from him, right? He's trying to use analogy of him as the father in the relationship with the son. That analogy denies exactly what we're talking about, the eternality of the son, because the picture is not eternal. The picture came into being at one point in time, which is Unitarian. It is classic Unitarianism. But let's get to our next clip. I, I titled this A Load of Mess. Do you think that by us um, not necessarily proclaiming that like Jesus, because we know, of course, begotten, the flesh was prepared for him, but of course we know that he's existed from eternity past. And as the Bible says, the veil was his flesh that at times what actually was the offense, well not at times, what the offense of Christ was, was the fact that him being a man, as the Jews said, you make yourself equal with God, right? And so, if, if are we taking the sting off of that by not proclaiming uh, Christ to be not just Lord, but... All the, the essence of the question, because I think this young man is actually getting what's said, he's, because he, he notices... David Lynn doesn't want to really appeal a lot to the, the deity of Christ, but rather just the humanity of Christ. And this young man is like, well, if we do that, aren't we just taking the sting away? Aren't we like taking away the punch? Because that was actually a lot of the times where Jesus would get into arguments when he preached the deity of himself. Um, right. And um, that's the question. But let's hear the answer to that. So God, not God the Father. 
right? Because even with Christ, that was the offense. The offense was, how can you being the no, son of Mary? No, I'm not taking away the... Well, in one, no, way, I, in one way, I am taking away the sting, but in the second way, I, I'm, it's a build-up. I mean, right. the whole Bible is a build-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Old Testament for a reason. It didn't reveal the fullness of who Jesus really was. And even in the Gospels, it was a build-up. They didn't even know who Jesus was until he resurrected. Mm-hmm. And even in the explanation in the book of Acts, that was a build-up because we don't see the theology of the Apostle Paul fully in, in, in the book of Acts. So what he actually admits that, he, yes, I am taking that sting away. And, I'll, and, and what it sounds like what he's saying is, I'll eventually get there. I, I'm, I'm building up to that. Because he's like, well, the Bible does that, right? We, we, this, this development of the deity of Christ, which I categorically deny that. I mean, from John 1, he, he, that's not a buildup. <laughs> John hits the climax from the beginning in the sense of he, he hits the highest of the revelation of who Jesus is right in, right in the first couple of verses. So I reject that, too. Even if that is the case, we have the full revelation. So it's not like we have to build up to get to Jesus and argue from a bottom up, but rather I'll get there from that because I don't want to take away. But I categorically reject the philosophy being presented here until later. So you're dealing with somebody that I mean, how many how's how's the outreach to Muslims and Jews really going? Not that well. I don't care if people say, oh, so many Muslims are giving their life to the Lord. Who? Who? I mean, I've seen people, I've seen Muslims give, give their life to the Lord. I just, actually, on that same video that you saw, a Muslim said, because of your videos, I gave my life to the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, but what is it? Like, if you're going to explain something to a kid, you can't explain them as, as a university student. Right. You got to start with the simple. Yeah, I mean, saying Jesus is God and man isn't complex. I mean, we can preach that and... They can grow in their understanding of that. But but notice he he, he doesn't I, I guess he thinks preaching the deity of Christ is just a bit too complex. Um, but yeah, simple things that we know. God is not creation. We are creation. That's simple. Logical. This what you just saw. Yes, a picture of me, but that's a created picture. Notice he admits the picture is created, but that's the exact analogy he's used to explain the father and son relationship, which is exactly what I'm saying. He is preaching Jesus is created in some sense. And they, he doesn't, a cell phone picture doesn't share essence and qualities with you yourself. It's lifeless. It doesn't actually speak. I mean, it shows a picture. It communicates some kind of message, but it can't actually communicate with you. You don't talk to pictures. If you do, let me know. I'll get a mental health evaluation for you. <laughs> Logical. Because I'm not in this phone. I don't live in this phone. God doesn't live in this phone. God is beyond creation, so he can't be in creation at the same time. But so notice, God can't be in creation at the same time. So any any act of God entering into creation we see throughout the Bible, David Lynn would categorically reject that as being God. I mean, these, is, these are his words. God can't be in creation. I, I, that's not my position. My pre- position is God has uh, the Christophanies, right? Theophanies. God can enter into, into creation. Now, what David Lynn, and he's going to admit to this later, what David Lynn wants to do is because he does a lot of outreach to Muslims and Jews, he wants to try to take away the sting, as, as he said earlier. And uh, 
I guess, make the easiest path to them coming to faith. Well, the problem is by doing that, you they literally don't have to abandon their Judaism or not much of it to, to follow Christ. Because at, at the point he's giving them, all they're following is a very humanistic Christ. Because, right, you're going to build up to that at some point. But now, if I was a Muslim and I con converted to Christianity, I would be mad what you told me. Now, oh, now he's Jesus. <laughs> or, or sorry, now Jesus is God, right? Because I would be like, well, you, you, you were lying to me because I was asking you those things when I when we were engaging, right? And then you were telling me, oh, you know, he's a man. He's a man. We'll, we'll, we'll get there later. That's, that's, that's a form of deception. But God is imminent at the same time. There's something about God that he does. How does God be imminent? And still be not creation. That means right. that he has to do it through a means. What is the means? For me, I'm seeing it and explaining it. He does it through his son. Now, who is his son? Notice the means of how God reveals himself is, is just through his son. Not, not, not himself, not God, but through a, another means. We can see the son, but we can't see the father. So if no one has seen God, then that means there's something about the son that's not God, but there's something about the son that is God. So we understand through the incarnation, fully God, fully man. That's what we say. Right. Now, he, he, he says this fully, right? He, this is what we say, fully God, fully man. Everything prior to this denied this profession right here. And then actually some things later. So do we see the fully God? No, we don't. We see the. Now, there we go. There we go. Uh, let me actually uh, play that back so you can see that. Fully God, fully man. That's what we say. Right. So do we see the fully God? No, we don't. We see the fully man. There we go. So I say we see the, you know, we say fully God, fully man, but we actually don't see the fully God. We see the fully man. I would, I would reject that. John 1, we see fully God. Uh, John 8, the I am statements. Uh, John 17, where you have the transcendence of God, literally Jesus coming off the mountain, glowing, right? Um, John 20. I mean, yes, I, we do see the fully God in scripture, not just the fully man. Yes, I affirm Jesus is fully man, but he's fully God, fully man. But he's saying we actually don't see the fully God in scripture. See, there's so many questions to ask about the Christology of David Lynn by the rejection of these things. We see the, we see the part that is creation, it's man. So that's what every, every Muslim and Jew would see. He can't be God because he's a man. So introduce him to the man. Okay, fine, he's a man. No, <laughs> we're not just presenting to them a, a, a man. Okay, well, they believe he's a man, so we'll preach that part and we'll agree on that part. See, you see how this, this, this Jesus is actually, yeah, it's what he said earlier. This takes the sting away. People don't mind preaching a Jesus that's a man. It was the, the deity of Christ that offends so many religions. Right? I mean, and what did Jesus say? If you do not believe I am the I am, John 8, 24, you will die in your sins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just preach the man. My friend, you are still going to give them a message that will send them to hell. I don't get this pragmatic approach here. It's an unbiblical view, and it's a, still a Jesus, quote unquote, that will send them to hell still. My friend, we don't have a just a, a glorified man, a, a great exalted man. We have the God man. So get to know this man. What are you going to find out about this man? That this man 
is different from every other man. That's number one. This man is the image of everything that God said he would be. This man is something about this man that we can't fully place. And to that I say, so what? He's still a man in your view. So what? So, so what? I don't need all this great things about a man. Only God can forgive sins. Only God can be perfect. If he's a man, he's still a man indeed. If I were to believe what you're saying, I mean, yeah, why should a Jew abandon their Judaism and come to Christ? I mean, at the end of the day, you're preaching to him, come to some man. He, I mean, he's a great prophet. I mean, this again, this, there's so many problems with this approach. He's exactly like God the Father in the flesh. Well, he can't be exactly like God the Father if he's a, he's, he's a man. I mean, again, you're... This is the bait and, uh, bait and switch trick. You're, you're trying to, well, he's just a man, but he's exactly like the father. Well, if he's exactly like the father, then he's God. <laughs> this is, there's no consistent approach here. Would it be important to... So that means oh, that, that this man must be the word of God. This man must be the only begotten of the father. This man must be God with us. You're going from it from divine to man. I'm going it from man to divine. Because, yes, God came and dwelt with us. It wasn't man that came and came to be God. Yes, it, it is a very, yeah, we're, we're coming at it from a very theocentric standpoint rather than anthropocentric standpoint. And then we're not dropping what we believe about Jesus to, to get them in. And then once they're in, we'll kind of give them the full message. That's the difference. Okay. And I think the apostles and Jesus and everybody went from man to divine, not divine to God, divine to man. Okay. I, I see I see what you're saying I guess from when I was watching it because I, I, I'm only giving you like I mean praise the Lord that I'm, I'm He's saying the apostles went from man to God not God to man Th that's not true but I want to ex I want him to expound he's going to expound on that right here so let's check that out no Jew today receives well not no Jew but most Jews don't receive things in the way we communicate it and most Muslims don't receive things in the way we communicate it but most Jews well a lot of Jews at the time of Jesus under, received it the way it was communicated then why because they emphasize the fatherhood of God they never emphasize the Godness of Jesus but they emphasize the Lordship of Jesus and there's a difference there you don't think uh, I'm not saying Jesus wasn't God. No, well, what would you say the difference is? And so he says, well, they emphasize they didn't emphasize the Godship of Jesus, but the Lordship of Jesus, which I would actually under actually uh, say that's a misunderstanding of what the Lordship is. If Jesus is Lord, Lord of all, he is God. But two, that's that's even not true. Again, John one, second uh, Peter one, Titus two, uh, 13 numerous instances where the because he's saying well the apostles never preached you know they never emphasized the the deity of christ essentially well the, but then he goes and says well i'm not saying jesus isn't god well if the apostles never preached it then why would you believe that he is god again there's massive confusion and category uh contradictions in here jesus is god he's man fully god fully man right he, the, the apostles emphasize both of these things um, and so I wanted to do this video one because, again, I started looking to some of his uh, beliefs and uh, started engaging or listen, yeah, listening to some of these things and being very concerned 
on the Christology of David Lynn. Um, it's it's not cons- consistent. There's massive uh, contradictions in them, you know, especially with the analogies he uses. And so hopefully this video was helpful to, to see some of David Lynn's uh, ideology when it comes to these things, especially with lining himself with Marcus Rogers. Hey, I hope this video was helpful in laying out some of these things. Sorry it took me so much time. This was on my list to get to, but hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully you enjoyed it and you learned something here, guys. Till the next time, grace and peace. Yo, grace and peace. Thank you for watching another episode of All Things Theology. If you enjoyed what you heard today, go on and give me a like. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. I promise to give you weekly videos, lives, interactions, exposing false teachers, sharing with you, the viewer, my theological beliefs, things about the culture and the Bible. So if you're here for that, come on and join us.